Welcome back to the couch, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Coach's Chair. Today, a special one, we had Fairfield University's own Coach Carly Thibodeau-Dudonis, head coach of Fairfield U women's basketball. Carly's entering her second year as a head coach this season, and just a little preface, Butsy and I are both on this one, and for those who don't know, we were actually practice players, scout team guys for the Fairfield girls team last year, which was awesome, so we got to see a little peek behind the curtain of a Division One program, got to feel like we were a part of something, and met some new amazing people, so it's been an awesome experience for both of us. We can't thank Carly, the staff, and the team enough for making us feel like we're a part of their family. Girls, I hope you're listening. I've been in the lab this summer. I got some new stuff in the bag, so you better be ready. But anyways, we can't wait to get back and watch you guys dominate this season. So without further ado, please welcome Coach Carly in the coach's chair. Carly, why don't you just tell us and the listeners a little bit about your background, maybe how you got into coaching. I know you have a super unique family background. Um, when did you know you wanted to be a coach? So I wanted to be a coach as long as I can remember. Um, I, I thought about it young. I wanted to be around basketball. You know, I think for a while I thought I could play for a long time and my career was short lived in that, in that way. Um, but when I was in college, I, um, I was recruited by coach Gately, who was the coach at Monmouth at the time. And then she left to go to Fordham and, and I, I chose to stay at Monmouth. And I think it was around that time that I thought maybe I would coach because I wanted to learn from another staff and another way of doing things, seeing kind of two different styles of coaching. And so I think around that time, I started to really seriously consider that and then kind of went more into a sports psychology route versus just a psychology route as far as my major goes. So um, with my family and coaching, I've, I, I got to see my dad, um, every single day, just love what he did and enjoy going to the gym. And it wasn't like work for him. And, and, you know, by proxy, I was always in the gym with him and going, going along with him. So, um, and then my brother kind of followed in his footsteps and and now here I am, uh, going into my 11th year of coaching. There we go. What was the, what was your first job out of college where you were coaching? Uh, so I was at the, at Florida state as a director of recruiting. Um, I kind of, I think I would have in my heart of hearts loved to have played overseas for a little while. I just, I wasn't ready yeah. to be done playing. I was like crushed at the end of my senior year of college. Um, and I wasn't ready to be done, but I had a great offer to go down and be a part of the Florida state women's basketball program and basically kind of help direct and, um, uh, implement camps and, um, and then help with all the recruiting kind of behind the scenes. So, um, coach Sue was great. She let me do a lot of different things. Um, obviously I, my, my primary was, was recruiting in camp, but she allowed me to learn about the marketing side. And, you know, when, um, when I could help on, uh, on the court, when we had a, a coach, you know, out on maternity leave. So I was able to, to kind of dip my hands on a lot of different, different things, which I'm thinking I'm really grateful for. Yeah. I, I know Connor and I both wanted to play longer than we did too. Maybe not go overseas. So a little different, but, uh, <laughs> we got the, What's, what are you we, talking about? That's right. I was going to say, we, we got the Fairfield practice squad. We got the scout team. So our we're, division we're good. one athletes. <laughs> exactly. We, are. Yeah, we, we, we get, we, get we, the, got, we felt, we really felt like division one athletes when we went on the, uh, to the, um, to the conference tournament. That was like, oh, yeah. we got the coach bus, the Chipotle waiting for us with our names on it. I was like, I think we made it. Yes. And, and I, we, we get, we get the early class signups too, which I totally forgot about, but next time maybe. So yeah. are you going to be at every practice this year then? Do you have the morning uh, classes or what's we're, the time? We're going to try. We're going to be at a lot for sure. I'm currently enrolled in two classes, so I have to get that figured out. <laughs> you um, need to be time to be a Division One athlete. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm going to meet with my advisor and, and we're going to get that figured out so I can get on the court. ASAP. Okay. Okay. Me too. Okay. So <laughs> obviously you've been around basketball your whole life. You have seen – 
I can't imagine how many basketball games, practices, shots, moments. We have to talk to you about one game in particular last year and one moment, which Connor and I were both at in person at home. I'm going to set the stage for the people, and then we're going to need to get your perspective on it. Um, okay, so it's Mount St. Mary's at home. It's a good game pretty much the whole way. Connor, Trevor, and I screaming our heads off in the stands, throwing some chirps out. Definitely think we had a small impact on the game. And then it gets to the end of the game. You guys are up two points with like three seconds left and the ball. Callie, an amazing player, first team all-conference, led the team in points per game, all that. I would venture to say she was the best player on the team last year. Flashes to the ball, catches it, kind of just has a brain fart, and dribbles over half court, gets a backcourt violation. Bad turnover, but one second left, their ball. Let's just contest a shot, right? This is one of the craziest moments I've ever seen in sports. Okay, ball finds its way to the corner. A girl shoots a three and gets fouled. That's not the crazy part yet. I don't know what happened. I think the buzzer went off. Maybe the the other coach didn't see the ref call the foul or the whistle blow. Uh, The ref calls the foul, but the opposing coach doesn't think they called the foul. He freaks out a little bit. He throws his water bottle onto the court. He thinks the game's over. Starts yelling at the refs for missing a call. Uh, the game is not over. Obviously, you throw something on the court, auto-tech, Iza comes down, shout out Iza, calmly makes two foul shots, puts the game away. What on earth is going through Coach Carly's head while you're watching this all unfold? Well, there's a lot of moments that you can unpack there. Um, that there's a lot of a lot of thoughts that I won't be able to share um, yep. on a public forum. Um, <laughs> That's okay. But I, uh, the thing that I think you have to, you know, I I was thinking as soon as they called the foul on Nelly. Um, I'm like, oh crap, because that's her fifth foul. And Nellie has a has a track record of fouling out and that not going particularly well for us. Um, and so that's actually our only game this year that we end up winning. Uh, again, shout out Isa, be- that when Nellie fouls out. So Nellie oh, wow. fouled out two times this year, and that was the only game we won. And thank God we didn't go into overtime. Shout out Isa. <laughs> so um, you know, at the moment I was like, pissed at Nelly. She knew it. Um, but then you see the replay and she does not foul her. Like she doesn't mm. foul her. Um, it, the girl does an amazing job of, of selling the foul. Um, and, and I think, you know, for the opposing coach, the two refs closest to the play didn't call it. Um, so, you know, naturally you're looking at those guys and they got the best view and they don't call it. So he, he gets mad and thinks the game's over. Um, so I think, you know, as a coach, you kind of have to think, okay, like what's next. You're trying to kind of get lineups in your head. And if we go into overtime and who's going to shoot free throws and Isa stepped up and thankfully the, the game was done from there, but there are, there's been some crazy moments that I've been a part of. And that has been one of them that I'm thankful to say that I, um, we came up with a win on the back of it. Cause I would have a lot different, probably comments had we, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that the foul was called, not from the ref on the baseline, not mm-hmm. from the ref where he was standing on the sideline. It was yep. the opposite ref at half court came flying in as the buzzer went off. I was, I don't know if we talked like the three of us said a word for like two minutes while we tried and figured out, try to figure out what was going on. There no was just so right. much to process in such a short amount of time. Yep. I mean, like Jordan said, like if there was one second left in the game. Yep. I mean, it yeah. was, it was on, it was an unbelievable moment, but happy we came out on top. Yes. Yes. That's a, that's a, a great win at the end of the day. And I think it was, I mean, made two huge free throws. Those are, those are big time that, that Isa stepped up and knocked those oh. down. 
Big yeah, time. I was I was we were honestly uh we had a little side chatter going when the when uh the Mount St. Mary's player was shooting free throws. We did not think she was gonna hit all three. All three. Yeah, we she, were like, she's gonna miss the middle one, she's gonna ice, miss the though. first she's got one. Ice in her veins. Oh my gosh, it was yeah, just she was a good player. She was uh, that was so somebody on this uh was it one of you two that you know had some big free throws to win a scrimmage this year? Oh, oh, uh, hmm. I, it must have been Trevor, probably, right? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like how did, how did that turn out for you guys? <laughs> Wait, oh. how many scrimmages do you think we lost this year? Was it oh more than one? <laughs> I I know. Know. I mean... One of the original scrimmages, um, there was some big free throws that I, I think um there's somebody on this podcast that had a chance to win it as well. You're right, you're right. I'll I'll take it on the chin. I missed them. You, you can't miss foul shots. <laughs> I, I've missed some big free throws in my day, and those were no doubt the biggest. Uh mm-hmm. you seem like I, I feel like you said you would have had some different comments if you had lost that game. I know you would have, but you seem at least around us like you have a pretty good temper in practice. I don't know if you're going to the locker room and your face gets red and you start screaming at people or what. Uh, have you ever gotten like a bad tech in a game or in a moment where you're like, shit, what am I doing? Like, I, I just heard us. Uh, nope. So in my one year and then the two games I coached at Minnesota, I'm uh, currently tech free. So let's go. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to try to keep that that track record. Uh, I, you know, my, my family members can't say the same thing, um, including my husband. So uh, I'm currently the only tech free member of the Tebow Dudonis household. Um, you can take that with you as you will for Coach Blake. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm not perfect by any means. You know, you lose your mind at times here and there. And I, I try to reserve that for the moments that they that, you know, it's it's needed. Um I don't always pick my spots perfectly, but something that I try and pride myself on is, you know, reading our team, reading what they need. Um, do they need me to get in them and get after them? Um, and that's going to give them the energy that they need, or do they need me to be calm um, and calm them down? And so that's something that while I'm I'm certainly not perfect and have a lot to learn as a coach, that's something that I think um, I try to get right as much as possible of like, what do they need from me in this moment? Um, and so, yeah, I lose my mind sometimes in the locker room or at a timeout or, you know, you guys have seen it a couple of times, I'm sure in practice. And I'd love to hear, you know, your, your favorite coach Carly blow up, but uh, I try to, I try to pick the, pick my spots. You, when you do go off and practice though, it's usually, it's really mainly because of the lack of like focus. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like that's one thing that, I think we can all agree is hundred percent controllable is your focus and your effort. It's how you come to practice. It's how you practice all that stuff. And the team throughout the year, like seem to respond really well from, for when you, you would flip a gasket a little bit and you would go off on them. They would respond well for the second half of practice. They would get up in our grills. They would, you know, get up in each other's grills and really start playing hard and putting forth that effort that you asked from them. Is that, you know, just speak to the type of characters that you guys are looking for when you recruit girls on uh, for the team. Yeah. Um, you know, look at shout out coach Frager, who I, who I took over for after he retired, he, he recruited really great people. Um, and sometimes when you take over a program, um, you know, you, you have to change the culture, you have to change in how, you know, it's, there's certain things that are always going to be that I'm looking for that maybe he wasn't, but he, he recruited really good people that wanted to be coached, um, that, you know, have good head on their shoulders and things like that. So, um, it was easy to kind of coach that group as far as they wanted, they wanted us to, to make them better and they weren't resistant to us. So that was a, a huge shout out to, to him and those, those, you know, the women on our team. But, um, that is something that's huge for me. Like, I, I don't care if you're the, you know, best player in the state or best player, if you're not a selfless basketball player, if you don't kind of fit our standards, our standards are selfless, tough, accountable, grateful, um, acronym stag. 
So um, those it. are things we look on brand. I love it. Yeah. You know, not, not just a, not just hat rack, but <laughs> um, you know, they do a great job. We look for that in recruiting. And so we watched, you know, the, the, the timeouts in a high school game and are you interacting with your teammates? Are you taking coaching? Well, do you do, do you deal with adversity? Well, when calls don't go your way or whatever it may be. So we try to do a really good job and be thorough in conversations with people surrounding a recruit for that. Um, but, you know, I think, I just think we have a really good group of, of women that want to be coached. I love it. I love it. So let's actually stay on the recruiting side of things for a sec. So you have been coaching, like you said, for 11 years. So you've been through everything, obviously nothing like the pandemic. Um, but one of the biggest things that came out of COVID and, and has emerged as kind of like the new college basketball trend and college trend really across all sports has been the transfer portal. So what are you know, how do you guys kind of go about approaching the transfer portal and what do you like, what advantages give you and your staff uh, to create the roster that you guys are looking for year in and year out? Yeah, absolutely. I think somewhere like Fairfield is um, we kind of get the best of both worlds in the portal and my general feelings. I know some people, you know, have strong opinions one way or the other. I, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to bat a hundred and um, not everybody's going to stay that, that you want to stay. But I generally feel like if you, you know, get to know your kids and treat them with respect and give them a good experience as best as you can. Like you're going to, you're going to do better more often than not, as far as retention and things like that. Um, and, and like I said, you're not going to be able to keep everybody all the time, but um, I generally kind of go about it in that mindset of give our kids a great experience, make them better, challenge them, help them grow um, and care about them and you'll, you'll do all right. So uh, between that and then just for at Fairfield in general, um, I do think it's a place that particularly on the women's side, I, you know, I think women's sports does have a different culture a lot of times than men's sports, but I think that it's a place that our women choose because it's, whether it's the right degree, the right distance from home, the right people, the right basketball experience, um, they want to stay here. You know, they, they, they pick it for the right reasons, not as in you're seeing in some other, you know, places where you have collectives and money and things like that involved in a different way. Um, so I th generally think we get women that stay here, which is great. And then on the flip side, we have a great, um, you know, uh, academics, we have great degrees, we have a great master's program. So we are a draw to bring in pieces that can fill in holes. And, you know, we needed some experience coming this year, graduating four seniors. So um, we were able to kind of get the best of both worlds there. Any players you want to shout out coming into this year that are transfers that Jordan and I should, uh, you know, keep our, keep our eyes out for that we might have to compete with? Yes, uh, absolutely. So we have three transfers. Um, Connor, I, I anticipate that you will come up against Nicole okay. and, and Kendall. There are two, uh, you know, shooter wing players that, you know, you have a similar skill set to. Okay. Um, okay. So, so Nicole's coming from Bryant um, and average like 10 and six at Bryant. And then uh, Kendall's coming from North Texas. Um, and she, she was, you know, starter, like, like third leading scorer and, um, you know, played a huge role for them. And then, you know, Amina, I, you guys know Amina at Siena. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys probably got to watch her in person a couple times or, uh, and so she's been a great addition again, super mature has, you know, two years in our, our conference under her belt, as far as experience goes. So she's, um, you know, been, been a great addition for us as well. So you guys will have your work cut out for you between them and the freshmen and, and all our returners. We're looking forward to it. Better be in shape. Definitely. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's a whole other we'll, story. We'll be you in know, shape. I can send you the point. conditioning test, you know? Oh. You could, or you could get lost in the mail. <laughs> I don't know. Never, never. Oh, you, I never go. you know, what about if I text you? Come on. Oof, uh, new number numbers, just got yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just a digit off. It happens. But uh, I, I just give us like, 
a week, a week of yeah. USA transition straight. Yeah, we'll be back. And, Wait, I, and I think we'll defense? be back for that. Go, go for defense. defense. <laughs> That's go not as defense. bad for us, honestly. That's yeah, uh, yeah. You you mentioned, uh, like, talking about the transfer portal, all the draws of Fairfield. There's also one you forgot, which was the scout team guys. So, Ooh. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely throw that in there. But I, I want to go back to a couple games last year. Um, I think if the girls listen to this, it'll be important for them to hear. I want to talk about one of the rough stretches of last year that I saw. And I'm going to mention some losses. So if you need to like take some deep breaths or like throw something at a wall, that's fine. I'll, I I can edit out the video. It'll be good. Um, Okay. So we start on February 9th at Iona. I'll preface it. You guys had injuries a lot of the year. There was no Dre and there was no Isa, I believe. Uh, You go 11 point loss, probably not losing too much sleep over this one. Iona's a great team. Congrats to them. Not really, but. Okay, moving on. You guys have Quinnipiac at home. Another good team. Losing overtime, which always hurts more, in my opinion. OT is is a tough loss. It's not a horrible loss, but that would have been a statement win. Next one at Canisius, lose 73 to 60. And then it all culminates at Niagara, another OT loss. And you just look back and you're like, how many plays could we have made? One less turnover, one more shot. All those OT losses and in, in, in that streak, a four-game losing streak with two OT losses, it hurts. I think streaks like that at all levels show a lot about a coaching staff and about a team, um, about how they respond. If you're in the wrong environment, maybe fingers get pointed, maybe people get deflated, start losing trust in each other. What do you think is important for you guys as a coaching staff to be saying and keep reiterating to a team to make sure everyone's confidence is up and make sure everyone is focused and trusting each other? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my staff. I mean, you guys got to be around a lot this year, but they, they keep me grounded because I'm, I mean, we're all uber competitive and it's easy to kind of get caught up in the the outcome of some of those games. Um, and at the end of the day, we want to win every game that we play. Um, but they kept me grounded. They kind of kept me focused uh, as far as what's important for us to keep getting better um, at that point in the season. And and we still had a lot of season left to play. Um, we're playing to, to get a first round by, which we eventually did. So uh, those guys are great. I mean, my staff is they're they're pros. Um, I'm I people ask all the time about you know year one of being a head coach and those guys um, made it so the transition so easy for me. So with those guys and um, their experience, they they just really kind of helped me keep me focused and centered. But uh, our players, you know, they I know they were going through it. They they hadn't lost like that in a while and. Um, for them, I think the biggest thing is we we actually kind of made a, a mental shift somewhere in there um, at the end of that kind of streak of, of focusing more on the positive. It's easy when you lose four games to, you know, nitpick this and we miss these layups and we turn the, the ball over here and all that. But then but then to actually point out what we're doing right as well, because we're we're in two games, all of those games really to, to win them. Um, we're, we have moments at the end that we can win win those games. So um you know, they, they changed their mindset as well. We did some, some pretty cool work down the stretch as far as kind of the mental game and, and things like that um, with Charlie Smith, who's an alum of Fairfield. And, and that, I think that really helped as well. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys, you guys ended up bouncing back uh, when, when you're next to, and obviously, like you said, get the buy. So um, yeah, I, I just think it's important for, for teams to always stay together and stay trusting each other, no matter what's going on. And, Instead of look back, you know, find a way to look forward, which I think you guys obviously found a way to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. let's talk. Let's talk about one of those positives for a sec. Uh, your defense has been your identity was definitely your identity last year. Um, you know, in practices, it was definitely the point of emphasis. Uh, basically, for 
every practice it was like an hour an hour and a half of you sending your girls at us and we would just do our best to 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 score and we had we had some success but you know they they got us on some days but the one-on-one drills the three-on-three closeouts the go for defense usa transition all those drills kind of made you guys in a great defensive team last year and i know you mentioned earlier that you guys have some shot makers this year so is is the focus for your team going to shift more towards, you know, like an offensive scheme, or are you still going to be a defense first team uh, that is just able to hit shots and and can actually, um, you know, not actually, but just put up points more consistently. Now I, I won't say we're going to fully shift from the defense. Cause I think you, you have to have that to win at the level that we're trying to win at. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I'll tell, you know, anybody that wants to listen, I think Erica does a great job. You guys probably hear her voice all the time. Get in the gap. You know, like she's yep. on, on defense all the time. And so she's she's been great. We've worked a lot on it already this summer, um, just as far as with with a lot of new bodies and a lot of new habits to um, work on some of those fundamentals defensively. Um, but I do think now we have different um, versatile weapons to score. So there will be an emphasis on that. Like, you know, last year we were, we had to rely on our defense to be in games and um, to, to be able to play off that on the offensive end and get some, some looks in transition. And we still will. Um, but we do have an, an ability to play in a little bit different way um, and space the floor in different ways with some additional shooters. So um, I am excited to be able to expand how we can win games um, and how we can be a threat to people and how people have to prepare for us. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a bit of a shift from last year obviously Callie like we mentioned um led the team in scoring great post player do you see any anyone in specific that you want to shout out that you're you're looking forward to maybe making a scoring jump this year or replacing some of the scoring load that Callie took on last year obviously there's a lot of points to be scored with her and also all the other girls who graduated or ended up leaving yeah no I think um I think the cool thing about what we've kind of built in this next year's team is that you're going to see, it's not going to be one person that's going to step up and score the, you know, those 16 points a game. We have a lot of people that can score. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of how we've shifted how we're going to play that it, you have to, you have to pick your poison a little bit yeah. because you're going to see more from a lot of our returners. And I think, you know, Isa's has made a huge jump in being able to create for people and create for scores. And, you know, Mimi's coming with a great mindset. Peak's gotten better. I mean, we've had multiple, I could go down the line of, uh, obviously Nelly had a great year last year. We, I could go down the line of that group. Um, who's gotten better. And then you bring in multiple 35 plus, you know, three point shooters um, and scorers. And and I think our freshmen are all ready to, to make a, a contribution right away. So you've got a lot of different people. I think you're going to kind of see that weight that Callie had to carry kind of spread over a lot of different people. Yeah. We'll, we'll see uh, if the scout boys can keep up with, with this new style this year. All right. Okay. We got, we got one more question for you. I have vowed to ask every coach who comes on here this question. Uh, you are our second coach. I'm asking okay. every coach to give us a self. Sure. Uh, we had a URI football coach come on. Okay. Okay. It's a family, <laughs> family friend, friend of, the, uh, family of friend. Jordan's. Family friend of Jordan's. <laughs> you, you, you were second. Don't worry. Uh, uh, don't, first or last. Don't Bye. make me. Don't make me run, please. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. We want to know one thing you think you do really well as a coach and one thing that you think you need to work on. Uh, I wish Blake was here because you could do it for each other and it'd be funnier, but go yeah. ahead. That would have been a great piece. Um, <laughs> I would say one thing I do well um, is I think that I I pride myself just in life, um, and this applies to basketball as well, of trying to help people like be their best selves. Um, and I think that that, 
I think I can help bring out the best in people. And so I'm big on relationships. I think that's part of it. I, I, I hopefully they know I'm, I think our, our players always know and our student athletes know that they um, have someone that truly cares about their well-being and, and who they are and who they become. Um, but that also applies to like being in the gym with them. And they know I want to want to be a part of their development as a basketball player. Um, and so I think that 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 trust is something that you can see how they improve as a basketball player. But they also like I think our team and our coaching staff would run through brick walls for each other. Um, and so I think that's kind of one of my strengths that that applies certainly to basketball on our team. Um, and I think as a uh, something I want to just keep working on, I think it's is being a head coach. I know that sounds really like vague and broad, but you know, you don't know what you don't know when you come in and there, you know, I think as we kind of learn our league and, um, you know, get our stride as far as how we can win in this league, I think, you know, I have a million things to learn. And, and my dad's a, a been a head coach for the last 30 years and he still shows up every single day to learn. So I think, you know, the, the ins and outs of, you know, the day-to-day practice planning and there, there's always going to be growth in that. And I think year two will be, um, will be big for me to kind of take what yeah. we did last year, evaluate and kind of go back to the drawing board on some things, keep some things. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the exciting thing for this coming year. Well, Hey, we believe in you. We can't wait to get there and we will see you soon. Thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Thanks, Thanks guys. Coach. Come in shape. Get, go get, go run some sprints for me. Okay. We will. <laughs> No promises. We love it. <laughs>